0: designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists to live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2 kicking off next. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here today at Entrepreneur Season 2. We're trying to give you some more tools and insight into your creative career. This is Episode 73 of the show. So I appreciate you tuning in wherever you're listening from. And before I get into the topic of today's show, I did want to actually kind of touch upon um, how you're listening to this show. Okay. So generally speaking, Spotify, Apple, those are the two most popular podcasting apps to use. Uh, But over the past year, I've been actually testing a bunch of different options. And in that testing, I did find that one really kind of stood out to me more than the other. I am not sponsored by them in any way, shape, or form, but I did want to share that I felt like Pocket Cast is maybe the best user experience that I found. So for instance, if you know a show that you love has a three-minute sponsor at the beginning that you want to kind of fast forward through, and a one-minute outro at the end that you also want to kind of zoom past, you can basically trim those times out specific to that show. And then you can do that with every other show that you're subscribed to. You can also choose the priority of the shows in your up next list, which is also a very cool feature. And to me, their their home screen is really the most appealing interface because you can see a mosaic of all the artwork of your subscribed shows in a grid-like format. It's very digestible, very visual for people that like that type of style. Anyways, again, I am not sponsored by Pocket Cast. I just thought I'd share that with you all because uh, I have enjoyed the experience a little bit more than Apple, a little bit more than Spotify, Google, you name it. Um, they all have their pros and cons, but I really like PocketCast right now for what it's worth. Okay, now for the topic of the day, I actually want to thank a couple of photographer friends for this episode because we were sharing a lot of whiskey this past weekend, okay? We were letting the conversations fly, and we started asking each other, what would you shoot if every assignment paid you the same amount of money? Which you could easily interpret another way as, you know, what would you shoot if money just were simply not an issue for you? And it's a great exercise in thought process, and each photographer might have their unique vision for what they would shoot, as did the three of us, right? Like, I asked myself, if every assignment paid me $15,000, would I actually pursue high-end commercial work anymore? And I had to say, well, obviously not. I I do the small editorial portrait assignments that normally pay $400, because those are actually the most fun and most creatively spontaneous. You know, the high-end commercial work, which if you're lucky to get, is, is tremendous, but it may be the least creative because you have so many people overseeing that project. There's so much prep work, negotiations, there's a uh, borrowing from other people's work, you know, trying to make this shoot look somewhat similar to another shoot, you know. And there's creativity in that as well. I'm not diminishing that you need to have tremendous skill, but part of it kind of feels like to me is not really you making those pictures as much as it is you just playing a small part in the overall scope of the production. Now, maybe you're the opposite of me, right? And you love the idea of doing a big production and going through that. So you would do that regardless of what it pays. That's totally cool. The point of the conversation, I think, was to ask ourselves, you know, how can we do more of what we want to do ultimately without compromising the economics of it all, right? And so I think many creatives actually have this conversation with themselves from time to time, whether they're aware of it or not. It's very, it's human nature, right? To try to find that intersection between creativity on one hand and commerce on the other hand. You know, there is a sweet spot, hopefully, that allows us to be the best artistic versions of ourselves while also allowing us to make a living. Because in my experience, more often than not, you know, there's been a seemingly inverse relationship here between creativity and profit, or at least the levels of creativity and profit. Meaning the more profitable jobs that I've encountered have oftentimes been the less creative and similarly vice versa, the less profitable jobs have seemingly become the more creative. Now, it's not a universal rule, of course. I'm not trying to say that profit and creativity are always going to be mutually exclusive of one another. But um, I have found in many cases, the most artistically satisfying jobs have oftentimes been the lowest paying. And conversely, the least creatively satisfying jobs have been the highest paying. And so when we encounter situations like that, how do we reconcile that difference? Because to me, prioritizing your art is highly, highly important. But so is prioritizing your income. So it's not an easy answer here. And if you were expecting me to actually have it for you, I can assure you that I, I don't. So don't click out of the episode just yet. This is hopefully this is going to be an exploration of this concept that we're taking together. Okay, so if you and I were having coffee together and we're having this conversation honestly, truthfully, as friends, maybe as colleagues, here's what I would say. And keep in mind, I have no idea if this is the right mindset to have either. It's just uh, how I would approach it. It's how I would wish someone would approach this subject with me. If you are having a hard time. Landing your dream gigs that fit your ideal profile of income and creative style. Um, if that pursuit is proving to be very arduous, painstaking because the, those jobs are either too rare or too competitive, consider seeking out higher paying jobs that you can get and then be creative on the side. Okay, so don't give up on the full dream ever by any means. But in my opinion, it is okay to prioritize income so that you can pursue your passions with greater ease. I don't see that as selling out. I really don't. I know a lot of people might see it that way, but. Um, I don't think it's selling out to take care of your home and your family and your personal mental health. I also see it as a way to fund your passion projects. You know, think of uh, Denzel Washington. He's admittedly gone on air and said that he's taken on high-paying, creatively compromised jobs, you know, like kind of brainless action movies, solely so that he could fund the projects that he wanted to do but knew wouldn't make as much money, like running a 13-week production of August Wilson's Fences on Broadway. So consider the income that you bring in as this tool to give you more flexibility to create the work that you want. And the benefit that you actually have is you do not have to show all your work to your audience if it doesn't fit your brand. You do not have to promote the weddings you shoot if you're trying to make it in fashion. But it can help you to get there just by funding your own personal shoots. And by focusing on creating, you may invariably drive more attention to your passion, thereby creating an actual profitable market for you that wasn't there before. And to that point, I have to remind myself of this all the time to put more effort and more energy into my own personal projects. I think it's really one of my biggest weaknesses that I, that I regrettably wish I could change. And uh, hopefully I will change. I focus so heavily on the income-driven jobs that sometimes I fail to produce enough work that is uh, non-commissioned. And that's really where I think your fingerprints come from artistically. Okay, I believe that. I, I think I've talked to you know, a few too many artists better than me about this exact topic. So I'm fully admitting my faults as a photographer. Don't be me in that regard. Keep working on your projects. And it doesn't have to be a massive production either. You know, so if you want to be the next great street photographer, go out and walk in areas that you haven't before. Explore, discover, travel, you know, all that. If you want to develop a lifestyle portfolio, start off small, get a friend to help out, build your crew slowly. Otherwise, if you feel like you have to assemble a 10-person team every time, you'll never actually do it. But stick with creating your art, irregardless of a paycheck. Now, if you are experiencing burnout, like you got too much on your plate as it is, whether it's family, work, you know, it's all a big mess. I would still tell you, as I would hope you would tell me, to let everyone in your circle who depends on you know, hey, you need some time for yourself, okay? You need time to create. You need time to recharge. If they are truly part of your team, they should understand that this is what teammates do, or at least um, good teammates. You know, they need to encourage you to be the best version of yourself. Do bills need to be paid? Of course, yes, no question. But if this is important to you, You should not feel guilty for prioritizing your own creative time, and they should not make you feel guilty either. So to kind of wrap up my overall thoughts on this, and I could probably go on this for a longer thread, but I want to kind of keep it pretty concise. We should all be seeking out clients that prioritize creativity and respect that creativity with great pay. Okay, that should be clear cut, but that's not always going to be the case. And in those scenarios where the two do not collide, we need to make room for ourselves to pursue creative avenues, big or small, impactful or not. It does not have to be attached to a major paycheck for it to be worthwhile. It just needs to be true to your creative intuition. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about this topic is there seems to be this implied need for balance in our lives, which I don't want that sentiment to, to ring true. Okay. I say, to me, I say forget balance because balance means equal shares. And you're never going to get that. You're never going to get one for one creative opportunities and high paid opportunities just like how you're not going to get the same amount of hours with your family as you do with your work on any given week. Balance, to me, incorrectly suggests that there should be a trade-off. And there are no equal trade-offs here, not in life. Things fluctuate too much. So I would say, think harmony instead. You know, you can have an unequal share of time spent on different things that, when added up, create this symphony of interest and passion. That is all you should be looking for and all you can honestly hope for. If you seek balance in your art and your business, you're just going to be driven mad because it's basically impossible. Instead, seek harmony in your art, seek harmony in your business, and you will gain harmony in your life. That's going to do it for me today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to be back next week. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on your favorite platform. My name is Michael Durr. Thank you again, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoy the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go.